Blog Talk Radio. Women have the power to transform this world. We can end crime and violence if we all agree to do one thing. Share. Let's share our wisdom, share our time, share our talents, share our finances, but most of all, let's share our love. This is The Female Solution. Join me, Naima Latif, every morning, 7 a.m. to 9 a.m. Central Standard Time, as we bring you stimulating discussions about the issues affecting our lives. If you're listening online at www.blogtalkradio.com forward slash the-female-solution, press the blue button that says follow and get our daily topics every morning directly to your email and your smartphone. Hi, I'm Naima Latif executive producer of the Female Solution Radio Show. We invite you to call in 515-605-9325 and participate in this daily think tank as we examine the challenges we face and develop solutions that restore peace and harmony. We are global transformers, changing the world from the way it is to the way it should be. We are one. Wherever we live on this earth, we are one human family. On behalf of our team of radio hosts, I'd like to extend a greeting to all the members of our family, whenever and wherever you may be listening around the world. To our family in China, Ni Hao. In India, Namaste. In Japan, Konnichiwa. In Korea, Annyeonghaseyo. In Russia, Zdrastutsye. In Germany, Guten Tag. In Poland, Dzień Dobry. In France, bonjour. In Spain, hola. In Italy, ciao. In Egypt, ahten wasalen. In Ghana, akwaba. In Nigeria, peleo. In South Africa, saobona. In Senegal, nangadef. In Kenya, jambo. In Israel, shalom. In Pakistan, Afghanistan, and Saudi Arabia, assalamu alaikum. Greetings. And may peace be upon you all. Grand Rising. And let us join with our co-host, Kareem Hamid, for another exciting Wednesday morning on the Female Solution Global Radio TV show. And we'll be right back with our co-host Kareem Hamid and our American Muslim 360 family. Hi, I'm Naima Latif. Join me and my co-host Kareem Hamid every Wednesday morning, 7 a.m. to 9 a.m. on the Female Solution Radio Show as we explore that relationship that is the foundation for our society, the relationship between men and women, husbands and wives. Join our discussion as we seek to repair broken family ties and rebuild our community. Listen online at www.blogtalkradio.com slash the-female-solution. Call in and comment 515-605-9325. Press 1 to speak to our hosts. Or you can join us live on Facebook at www.facebook.com slash the-female-solution.
to our global family. You're listening to and watching the Female Solution Global Radio TV Show. I'm Naima Latif, and we're joined with our co-host, Kareem Hamid, and our American Muslim 360 family. As-salamu alaykum. Wa alaykum as-salam, Naima. Alhamdulillah, I'm looking forward to another enlightening broadcast on the platform of the Female Solution. Well, we hope to have an invigorating conversation today. As we prepare to launch our schooling program, the New Earth Homeschool Academy online, our first class is Parenting with Peace. And we are introducing parents to a new way of raising children that is healthy and holistic and preparing them to create a new earth based on a new way of thinking, one that expands their understanding of who they are and why they exist. And one of the most difficult things we have had as a species is how to teach about reproduction in an emotionally healthy way that is not only biologically correct, but also spiritually correct, so that our children see the creation of life in its totality with connection to all life. And we've made a lot of mistakes as a human family. We've done some hurtful things. We've experienced some hurtful behaviors from those who raised us. So we want to explore some of those things and then introduce the way we'll be teaching about life to the next generation of children and preparing parents to perhaps undo some of the unhealthy ways they have been introduced to the process of creation so that they can be prepared to parent with peace. So I invite all of our listeners and viewers to call in 515-605-9325 and press 1 when you're ready to speak, and we will gladly add you to this conversation. One of the things about this is that it tends to bring out the the passionate beliefs that people hold, especially when they're connected, connected to a particular uh, faith community or teaching. And then you also have people who may be living untraditional lives who become very defensive and even angry if they fear that they're going to be attacked. And in this way of introducing life to the next generation, there is neither attack nor shaming and blaming, but simply an understanding of creation so that we know the very specific role we play as a part of it. This is challenging 
for people, and we expect this conversation to be challenging to many people who right now they might be very upset about the whole transgender issue and people deciding that they are going to change their gender or not have a gender and the fears that that creates and the anger that that even creates. So we have to prepare the next generation in a way that empowers them with knowledge and understanding so that they can be at peace within themselves and they can understand their purpose for this physical life experience without attacking anyone else's journey along the way. And that takes a lot of growth on our part to be able to do that. So, again, we wish you all to call in 515-605-9325 and press 1 when when you're ready to speak or 515-605-9891. And, again, press 1 so that our co-host, Kareem Hamid, can open your mic and get your thoughts. So before I I share an audio uh, from a particular book that approaches the subject in a different manner, I want to get your thoughts. One of the things that that came out in uh, your men-only conversation was the fact that Men, as they are approaching puberty and they experience their bodies going through a transformation, they're given a lot of mixed signals. On the one hand, you have the religious faith communities that may teach a lot of hell and sin and damnation and you know, sex within marriage, otherwise God hates you or whatever you're made to feel. But then there's the social teaching of go out and get as many experiences as you can because that's going to gain you some social status. And somewhere in there it's missing the understanding of the soul tie that we create with the act of intimacy, not to mention the life that comes through the gate we open with that act. But I want to ask you, what at what point in your experience as a male did you realize what you had been taught was not healthy in terms of creating the kind of a loving, mutually respectful relationship with a female. At what point did did that realization come to you? First of all, how were you introduced to the whole idea of intimacy? Was it through other men, through peers? And then at what point did you realize that was not a healthy way of looking at it? Excellent question. 
you know, the realization and the seriousness of male and female relationships. Um, I, you, you, you know, I, I, I live, I live between, uh, <coughs> pardon me, <clears throat> between two extre- extremes. In the early part of my life, as a, a little boy, I was taught to, uh, to re- respect women. That, uh, you know, all of the courtesies that come along with being connected and living in a environment where there were where, where, where women and females. And my earliest uh, recollection or, or, uh, or, or the rules mentioned on that was that uh, boys don't hit girls uh, and men are courteous toward women. They hold their door for them. They uh, help them if they are carrying a heavy uh, the, uh, a bag or, or a package or something like that. Um, we were, uh, at least I was, uh, that's the, the first environment that I believe that I was formed in. Um, and uh, I believed that. But then after entering the world outside of the home, then I started receiving other messages about female. Uh, mm. Let me say this. My father, I remember he uh, sat me down in the living room, closed the uh, doors and everything. And I, I, I can't remember what he said, but I remember him speaking to me in somewhat of a a uh, <laughs> a fumbling, serious note. But I can't remember a word he said. I can't. I can't remember. Mm. And in my mind, in my mind, I I equate that that occurrence was him speaking to me about sex. But I can't remember. <laughs> For real. And what prompted that was, um, I. Uh, I came home from school for lunch one a day, and uh, we were all sitting there eating lunch, and I was in public school at that time. Uh, my education began in private school. Then uh, we were transferred to the public school system against the approach of my mother. Because the private school that I went to had a religious base. It was a Catholic school. Mm. And my mother didn't want me to be uh, in a school where uh, where morals and, and weren't. Uh, yeah. yeah, she didn't like the idea of transferring to a public school versus a, a uh, religious base institution 
and, mm-hmm. and she uh, had word with my father concerning that. That became a serious issue with them. But my father, being the a breadwinner, winner, and my a mother having get, gave birth to another the, the child, then uh, that put his finances in question, mm-hmm. and he could no longer afford the t- tuition for mm-hmm. public school. So, oh, all right, we transferred. And then I remember it was at, at, at lunchtime, we went, went home to eat lunch, and we were sitting at the kitchen table eating. And honestly, I, don't, I, I can't remember where I, I got it from, but I remember saying, yes, yes, Valerie is going to get pregnant. My mother, oh, my. her mouth was open. <laughs> <laughs> she stopped whatever she was doing. Oh wow! And she said, "What? What did you say?" And I repeated, not even knowing, not really knowing what I'm saying. And how old were you? Repeating a word. How well, old were you? I had to have been. I had to have been around. Hmm, maybe I would say maybe eight years old. Maybe eight. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, oh, wow. when 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 um, when uh, my father came on, she told him what I said, and I believe that is what prompted him to have this confused conversation with me. <laughs> yeah, you know, I so I didn't really know, you know, what I was for real. I'm just saying something. Uh, but I was taught kindness toward a women until I got out in the world. When I got mm-hmm. out in the world, I saw another side of females. And uh, I was introduced to another, a core side of life. And I started receiving negative messages concerning how to, to, to treat women and females. Mm. Um, I started hearing very negative things. Don't trust a woman. and Get all that you can. Matter of fact, later on in life, my father had a conversation with me. He sure did. But he told me, boy, get all the stuff you can while you're young. Wow. You know? Wow. Yeah. That's what you said to me. Uh, so there is, you know, we there is there are messages sent to us based on behavior, based on behavior. And I witnessed a coarse side of women. I witnessed a very disrespectful behavior from women, and um, the. Young men that I was around, they shared their opinions about females, and it, and uh, part of it was negative. But I remember we used to uh, call it a uh, positive to carry a girl's books home mm-hmm. from school after school. She let me carry her books. Oh yeah. 
That meant something. But as life went on, that type of behavior reversed itself because uh, uh, I witnessed some things that really made me question the special place that I had given females based on the first messages that I received, you know? And uh, that somewhat uh, was disappointing, but it, but, it, it, but I, I know what I saw. I know what I, it was, even what I experienced. You know, Naima, at this present time, the behavior and the, the uh, modeling, and this is not for all women. I'm not generalizing. But what men have observed coming from the behavior and the the uh, mindset of some women, there are groups of men that are leaving this country in search of a wife that has not been formed here in the Western culture. They mm-hmm. are called passport, passport bros. Wow. They go to Central America, South America, African countries looking for women that that according to them that still possess the 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 uh, the essential traits of being a wife, a mother, you know, um uh due to how these men have been treated and what they witnessed. There's too much aggression, mm-hmm. aggression coming from females at this time. Not, not, I'm not generalizing. Mm-hmm. There are some women that talk, that will stand up and talk to a man like she's mm-hmm. a sailor or something. Oh, uh, yeah. Get all up in his face, threaten him and everything, and then they see the behavior, all this twerking, dressing <laughs> very scantily. Mm-hmm. Yes. Tattoos everywhere, uh, this fake hair phenomenon, and the idea of I don't need a man, and look for any reason to disrespect a man. So there are some conscious men that have that 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 have experienced that, and they are going to other cultures looking for a wife. That's how bad this culture in the West has been victimizing women, victimizing. And for those men that are yet conscious and have an idea, have some grasp of what they they uh, form in their mind as a wife and a mother, they go to other countries and they observe a women that don't, have that that mindset. I don't need a man. Ain't no man gonna tell me what to do and and all of that. And they're finding them. So this is and it it somewhat sent a a shock through the female population in this country. And um, I hope that that shock will. Um, make all of us look at ourselves, not just she look at herself, all of us look at ourselves as how are we behaving toward each other. Yes. Are we carrying out the roles that we claim 
she is my wife. Yeah, but I'm treating her still just like my girlfriend, my pleasure thing. I'm competing with her in the form of aggression. And she's competing with me in the form of aggression and masculine uh, behavior, a masculine uh, aura, a masculine aura. Uh, that is that. So we are in a dilemma here. We have to get back to some basics as to what is our role and how do we function in that role. I, I don't want, uh, you know, I, I, I'll see on uh, TV young women scantily dressed, twerking and, twerking and carrying on in the language that they use. And I ask myself, would you want that person to raise your children? Mm. See, the ultimate aim, where, where I pray that we come to, the, that we realize the ultimate aim is to create a family, to move the human experience forward, coupling of the female and male that that occurs. But that's not just enough after the, the, the birth. There is a nurturing that must take place. You know, so uh, uh, there are many things we need to look at here in this Western culture that has just left the rail, you know. So uh, uh, I, after, after coming, after converting to El-Islam in the nation of Islam, they definitely demanded that you respect our women, that you respect our women, you couldn't speak harsh to a, a, a sister. Mm-hmm. A brother would check, hey, 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 brother, oh, wait a minute. You know, if it was, if, if, uh, if it was thought that you was violent towards your wife, the brothers would come and talk to you now. We're giving you a warning, you know. Mm-hmm. So that restored that restored that first platform that I started out on, the respect of females. After that long run in the street, uh, it, it was my, my experience in the nation of Islam that brought me back to the proper balance, the proper platform that women are to be respected. And for real, for real, a women carried themselves in such a way that it just demanded respect. It, it, it just drew it out of them. And it was comfortable, praise be to God, to be back on the original platform. I felt comfortable with that. After all that I heard and witnessed in the streets, well, that is artificial what you saw, Kareem. Let's go back to the original. You know, and I, I thank God for that. So we need to look at our behavior and how we have identified ourselves and give a clearer definition of what and who we are and our purpose on this earth. Our purpose 
God says that he created male and female from one soul. One soul. Not two souls. There is a such thing as a female soul and a male soul. One human soul. And God says, and from those two are scattered like seed, countless men and women, pointing to the offspring, pointing to children. And God refers to them as seeds, as seeds, because they are a, a, a planted life, a planted life. The life that you want for yourself and your children is nurtured in those seeds, those children. And how, what we display in front of them and the morals that we share with them, they may go off course like me, but at least you gave them a foundation to return back to, a foundation to return back to. Now, on the subject matter of uh, passport, bro, uh, as me and we have to understand that women were somewhat left to care for the children and the household themselves. They had to operate on two platforms, male and female. It was up to her to protect her children. When If there's no male presence forward, then she can operate in that mode. Mm-hmm. So there's a lot of repair work that we have to do. We said, man, how come she's so, so hard? Well, this world is hard. And she mm-hmm. had faced this world. And she had to put up some defense, you know? But we can cure that. We can get, there is a, 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 there is a female solution, praise be to God, <laughs> yes. for every problem. For every problem. There is. Yes, so there is. That's what I, I'll stop right there. There's much more I could say, but... <laughs> Let's get to the solution. Well, that's certainly a good start. And if you've just joined us, uh, that was the voice of our co-host, Kareem Hamid. And we've asked the question today, what is the healthiest way to teach children about sexuality? We'll be introducing the Parenting with Peace class for parents on how to raise children in a different way than the way generations have been raised before. Our intention is to repair the damage that we have done in our ignorance so that the next generation is not struggling with the pain of our ignorance and having to undo teaching as well as the absence of teachings when it comes to that very important part of life Reproduction, forming bonds of love, forming intimate relations, developing a family. We haven't been able to get that right for the last several generations because of many misconceptions. So, you know, Naima? Yeah. Oh, I, I'll be very short here. Uh, mm-hmm. Many of us come from an agrarian background. Yeah. That is, uh, that is working with the earth, 
and animals. Yes. And observing that process is an education. Most yes. children think that eggs come from the store. The carton. <laughs> the store. Right. Yes. But when they witness, when they can actually see that process, then that ties into and connected to our process of life, of life, you know? We can use the natural creation as as an instructing tool on the cultivation of life. It's that the profession I'm speaking of is called agriculture. Mm-hmm. There's a culture associated with what we call farming now. There is another word for it. It is husbandry. Mm-hmm. Husbandry. Yes. So we need to look at these things and take our children out to the natural environment. Let them see how life is really begins through uh, other creatures. You know, the, the, the simplest form is chicken and the egg. Oh, yes. And what comes from out of the egg. I'll stop right there, my sister. Yes, well, definitely a very powerful observation. And if you're born in an urban environment, you are so removed from the natural reproduction of life that nothing is in its proper context because there is no life being reproduced in a natural way in your environment. So that must be part of our education process so that children understand that they are part of nature and the way they see themselves is as a part of the world that they live in and a balanced part of the world they live in. So we're going to talk about that when we come back. And if you're listening online and want to join this conversation, give us a call, 515-605-9325 or 515-605-9891. And press 1 when you're ready to speak. We'll open your mic and get your thoughts. We're going to take a quick break and we'll be right back to continue our discussion on what is the healthiest way to teach children about sexuality. We're introducing a new way on the New Earth Homeschool Academy online in which our first class to be introduced is Parenting with Peace. So we'll be right back after this quick break, so stay with us. Hi, I'm Barbara. I'm Cheryl. And I'm Naima. We're three black moms. And in case you didn't notice the resemblance, we're also three sisters. We're going to be coming to you every week sharing our successes and our mistakes as we navigate our lives as moms, wives, sisters, daughters, and, of course, black women in today's world. We'll talk about it all. Race, politics, religion, economics, culture, and we'll take a look at everything 
story about our lives growing up in Maple Park on Chicago's South Side. I'm Barbara. I'm Cheryl. And I'm Naima. We're Three Black Moms. Follow us on Facebook and subscribe to our YouTube channel, Three Black Moms. There are people who choose to make a positive difference in the world. Our job is to bring you their stories to motivate you to do the same. Join us each week, host John Alexander and Naima Latif, as we bring you the educators, entertainers, elected officials, religious leaders, and community activists whose works are transforming this world. Find out how you can make a difference, too. Be inspired. Watch the media connection. Hi, this is John Alexander. And I'm Nine Lizzie. Meet people like you who are making a positive difference in the world. Watch us every day on the Media Connection at www.youtube.com slash the Media Connection TV. YouTube it. We'll see you soon. And if you're watching this, that means you're one of the 4.6 billion people from around the world who are using an electronic device to talk to people. In these times, people are using the Internet to talk to everybody. Friends, neighbors, family members, coworkers. People are on their cell phones and computers all day long. Now, if you're in business, that is great news. That means you can sell your products and services all day long and never have to leave your home. All you need is a media connection, somebody to connect you to an audience. And that's why I'm talking to you today. Unmuted. Program. And our audience members are people who shop. They buy food, food, duty supplies, cleaning supplies, home repair, transportation services, Child care services, whatever you're selling, they need to buy. We're your media Just follow this link, and tomorrow you can sit back and relax at home while your business is making you money. And we are back. You're listening to and watching the Female Solution Global Radio TV show. And if you are listening online, we want you to join this conversation. Give us a call, 515-605-9655. And press 1 when you're ready to speak. And we will gladly open your mic and get your supper. We join our co-host, Kareem Hamid, and our American Muslim 360 family. And we want to hear from you as we talk about what is the healthiest way to teach children about sexuality. We're going to be sharing with you some of the information from a book we've talked about before, Conversations with God by Neil Donald Walsh. A few concepts that take us to another level of understanding. And this is an understanding that we need to introduce 
to the next generation to avoid the mistakes that we have made. We have treated each other badly. And life tends to be a pendulum, swinging first from one extreme and then back to the other. And what we're experiencing is the consequences of what we've done to each other. We're experiencing the way we have mistreated each other. We've experienced the way we have neglected each other. And we've experienced a way of life that is hostile and cruel. And so people respond in a way that makes them feel that they are able to secure their survival. Our co-host mentioned something that many men are now grappling with, the extreme aggression in women, sometimes even hostility. It's a reaction. The same with our children. The aggression, the disrespect, it's a reaction. When people don't feel loved, nurtured, and protected, they become hostile and aggressive as a way of self-preservation. They become untrusting. If you've ever raised an animal, uh, specifically probably a dog and maybe even a cat, but cats don't take a whole lot of abuse. They can just leave. But dogs will be very loving and affectionate. But if you're one of those people who believe you can just take out whatever bad mood you have on your dog, you come home from a bad day at work, you kick the dog, you holler the dog, you chain the dog up, you forget to feed the dog, eventually that loving dog is going to become hostile and aggressive. And they may not turn on you, but they're going to definitely be hostile towards others. And this is actually how people train attack dogs. They raise them with extreme cruelty. And so they release that anger at others, that viciousness. So we have done this. We have done this. We have created what we're experiencing. And so now we have to uncreate it. And in many ways, we have to uncreate it with the very people that have been damaged by it. So this course on Parenting with Peace first starts off with the very origins of life so that people who may be carrying misperceptions about who they are can first correct that and go all the way back to how they first to understand about their own creation. And that is the key to much of what must be done and undone so that the children that they produce and raise guide, protect, and prepare for life don't have the same anger and hostility and aggression inside of them. When we don't have a balance, then we produce a world that's imbalanced, and we feel the effects of it because we're all connected. So our first lesson in parenting with peace is to help 
our children understand they are connected to all that is. And so what they do will affect all that is. So I believe we're back with our co-host, and we have a caller on the line. And we have two callers here on this line also, Thank God. All right. We'll go to, well, let's, let's, Let's go to 813-846, and then we'll go to your caller. I'm sorry, that's 813-646. Uh, we're going to open your mic and give us your name, where you're calling from, and your comments about what is the healthiest way to teach children about sexuality. First, give us maybe how you how it was introduced to you and at what point or was there a point when you realized that maybe that was not the healthiest way you should have learned about the act of creation. Eight one three six four six. Yeah. Your name, where you're calling, please. Yeah, L, uh, L.A. Central Florida. Um, well, for me personally, I would say, and I think this is for everybody around the planet, generally speaking. Observation. You're looking at what what's going on in your household. Uh, based on lifestyle or your and your you know your local community, um, I was fortunate that I, I was able to you know my mother had me traveling around so I, I got to see uh, different lifestyles. Now, like in my one particular neighborhood I grew up in, uh, the neighbors had they lived two doors down. They, they had three daughters, and when the oldest daughter got pregnant they sent her away now at that time that that was you know the way people did things so that once again that's observation and then i saw other family members that might have had early pregnancies unmarried or whatever and they didn't do they like their lifestyles weren't to my liking so i said i don't want to go down that path you know how they got there okay an uh, eight-year-old can tell you how they got there in third grade. but uh, So I didn't know lifestyle. Now, today, uh, you know, piggy-tailing or dovetailing from uh, Brother Kareem, now, you got passport brothers, but you also have passport sisters out there, and you also have passport families. Because I've, I've mm-hmm. noticed that you have families that, you know, well, it's, we're kind of struggling here in New York City, Chicago. So let, let's go down to Mexico or Colombia in South America, and you know, same family as a unified front, but now they're living in Mexico or Colombia or someplace like that. There's, there's one guy. Uh, he's in Asia, black guy in Asia. He brought his son in from New York City to come spend time with him, you know, in Asia. You know, to see. So I, I look at that as all part of your, you know, uh, the act. Everybody, we're pre-wired with the act. Is I think we learn basically from the lifestyle. So, um, and, I, and right here in the United States with the Amish, they go to grade, they go to school grades one through eight for the academics, and then after that, sons and daughters learn the family business. They learn how to become entrepreneurs from age, you know, 14, actually younger than that. They learn how to build debt-free houses working with the community. So um, now you, and you have digital nomad parents now. So when you have, when you know, when your mom and dad, you know, you're in Columbia 
for three months, and you might be in South Africa for another three months, and you're traveling around, and your YouTube parents and your kids are participating in the videos, and the family is bringing in 15 to $35 a month. That's where the ball is today, uh, because when you when you see that lifestyle, like I said, we already pre-wired for the act. No parent needs to teach us that. But the lifestyle, uh, you know, that will sustain the act, uh, because the big responsibility with sex is what happens after sex when somebody gets pregnant and then you have to raise a child. That's all part of sexuality, too. So those are my comments. Yes, well, thank you so much, L.A. Uh, you know, the interesting... Uh, yeah, go right ahead. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I was going to say, the interesting thing about uh, the observation with the Amish is that the knowledge that children get is the knowledge that's relevant for the lifestyle of the community. So we've been more or less taught, well, you must fit into this mold of, you know, get a college education and, you know, get a corporate job or whatever the case may be. But then it doesn't really prepare a person to function within a community that's interdependent. And instead you're hoping someone outside of your community will provide a means for your survival. And when that doesn't happen, then we have the mess that we have right now. So many with college education, struggling, unemployed, and not having a skill that they can create a business with. So even our understanding of how a community has to be interdependent and how the children should be raised to fit a place in that community in which they live so that they're part of what the family does, that's a concept that's missing in these very scattered communities that we live in, very transient communities. And until we, again, redefine ourselves as part of a whole, part of a group, part of what's all connected together and functioning, then everything we do is out of context, even even having children. Because if, if you, like you say, the aftermath of the intimacy, if you're not connecting that to a child that is going to be a part of your community, instead you're connecting with, you know, an experience for a moment, then you don't understand that the seed you planted is <laughs> the, the chaos that we're now living in. And, and that's what we have to see, the cause and effect. So, Kareem, you're going to make a comment, and then you have a caller on your line? Yes. Uh, we have to realize that we have to form a partnership, a partnership. And as I stated earlier, the a purpose of us is to re, reproduce ourselves. But that self that we reproduce makes sure that yourself is in line with the natural order, you know, the natural order of life, of life itself. Um, I'll stop right there. I, I, I really want to hear from the listening audience. We have a caller here on the line, 727-741. 
Welcome to the Female Solution. Thank you. Assalamu alaikum. God peace be upon you, Martha Nyla from St. Pete, Clearwater, now Pompano Beach. Alhamdulillah. Straight to the point to you, Kareem and Naima, and to the audience. They, uh, I think in line with everything that's been said, I would say the assumption uh, that they're going to be children. We, we assume that they're, there's going to be children. How do we get to that assumption? And uh, choosing uh, um, a process of, of, of living, I mean, I was a child, but it just, everyone right now, if we just drop off the process of having another child, having a child, period, all the children that's here, they grow up about us that we will see that we'll be missing. And I know we'll come to that point of saying reproduction. And if we have no sense, no conscience, no drive, we don't tap to that drive, into that drive that's there, that, that inclination to reproduce self, and where did that drive come from? And that takes us back to that unseen, untouchable, uh, whatever we can call it, power, force, creator, the creator. So that which gives the drive to reproduce, then that sexuality is going to be prompted by two persons automatically. Now, of course, we're 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 needing to be educated or or shown in a way of the discipline that's necessary. Why? Then it brings into question: Why do we need discipline? Why do we need to? That, Take it right back to the drive, take it right back to the reproduction, and see, are we a civilized driving towards being civilized communities, or do we want to go back into the womb and become that undeveloped sperm or, 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 or sperm and ovum or what have you? Uh, so with, with children, uh, the, the, the demoralization of the female or the woman becoming a wife or a mate, a spouse, two individuals coming together, that demoralization occurred when even saying housewife, homemaker, uh, you know, so we had to get words make people. We ourselves wanting to understand how do we identify the woman that is married or how do we even get to marriage? How do we even get to the custom of having a culture that develops community life? Uh, and so when we're speaking with children and and showing, I, I like what the brother said, through, uh, the, I'm going to use the word modeling, once it's all said and done, once we've gotten to the connection, understanding we need to have that male-female connection, and then we need to have the understanding of why the respect and honor is all there and that the woman represents the wholeness of holding that family together, and the male is there to provide that security. And there's love and compassion, number one. I'll stop right there uh, because I know we understand that reproduction, period, is part of the sexual uh, 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 knowledge base to model it in the right way, inshallah. Thank you so much. As-salamu alaykum. alaykum salam. Thank you so much, sister. Love, honor, you know. You know that term reproduction. Usually, we visualize 
we are reproducing another human being, uh, you know, a piece of flesh will, will come from out of our union. But the reproduction is more than just that piece of flesh that passes through the, uh, the, uh, the, the, the uh, opening portal of the female. That's just one segment of it. Uh, the reproducing ourselves is having a concern about the soul and the nature and the emotions and the behavior of what we have produced here. Uh, uh, so that reproduction is, is, uh, it, it, it goes beyond just after the nine-month period. There, there is another creation that will be formed, and modeling that is very important. Be the best person you can be in front of your children. Be the best person you can be, mother and father. Let the children see love and affection between you and how the father treats his wife and how the wife treats her, treats her husband. Uh, that is another uh, reproduction. We want to reproduce the proper family unit other than just producing children, you know, just pieces of flesh that we clothe and house and all of that. But there's another creation that Almighty God has placed with, with we have the power to create also. We can shape that soul. We can create the best human being inside of that lump of flesh. But we ourselves have to be an example for that. I'll stop right there. Absolutely. Yes. Yes. We we have to first have the loving environment, and you can't create that unless you have the love of yourself. And you can't have that if you yourself have been raised with contempt or hatred or violence or mistreatment. So many of us have to heal from the hurt of our own childhood, whether it's been neglect or misuse or even denigration so that we don't feel worthy of love. We have to heal from what's inside of us before we're really ready to be a guide for the souls coming through us. And that's where a lot of our mistakes have been. We've been passing on the pain inside of us to our children, and we don't realize that that's what we're doing because that's what our parents did to us. We have another caller there. We want to give them an opportunity to keep their peace. Yes. Okay. Erico, 314-540. Welcome to the Female Solution. Assalamu alaikum. This is Sister Princess Karima Aziz, host of Keeping It Real, and I'm excited to um, be listening to you about this um, um, issue today. Um, Alhamdulillah. I wanted to. Hello? Yeah, I wanted to. um, (laughs) I've been listening. It's good hearing you, Princess. Alhamdulillah. Um, the, you, the question you asked is a healthy way to teach sexuality, and I've been um, 
during during the time that I'm listening, um, coming up with uh, with um, forgive me, I, I also have a, a my grandson here in my lap. The, the term <laughs> sexuality kind of threw me off, and I'm thinking, what about sexuality are we teaching? And and then I'm listening um, to people's experience and their introduction to sexuality. I remember um, the, this is what I got from my mom. Wait until you get married to have sex. That's all that I got. I didn't get um, the the real intimacy part. And, and what I say is it's not her responsibility to teach that to me in text, but that's the responsibility of the parents to demonstrate intimacy um, so that the children so – the children can understand what intimacy is. Sex is going to take care of itself. Nature is going to kick in, and the actual act is going to take care of itself. But the part where the intimacy is, that's the part where they get from their parents by watching their parents demonstrate intimacy to them in the way that we treat them, showing love, kindness, so forth, and and that their um, opinions matter, their feelings matter, um, expecting that that would be reciprocated. Um, that's what I'm finding as I as I grow. That intimacy is something that we are lacking. And then the historical aspect of teaching sex. I think I want to ask the question: Is it related to our experience as chattel slaves? Because I I hear a lot of fear, like we weren't allowed to procreate. Period. Without someone else saying, "Hey, this is." without someone else's permission. So I'm just wondering how much of our fear is, is it, maybe it's our fear because of our religion or our understanding of religion that we just get, we don't touch the idea of talking about sex other than boys and girls stay separate. Um, but that, that the, what I'm seeing is that lack of intimacy is a really big problem. And, it, and it's a big problem in how we deal with each other, not just in how we how relate with each other physically, but that actual connecting to another person and um, sharing in a way where you are vulnerable. And um, that's something that I think that we could, we can focus more on as we learn or relearn um, or learn. Oh, I think the state returning to um, our, our, the brothers say returning to our natural nature. Um, I, I heard also in a community of Muslims that teach that sex is for procreation only. And my 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 ears went up because I remember being taught that um as I became Muslim that Islam um let's see what I want to say. Islam forbids abstinence. There's the abstinence is forbidden. And it did not limit this abstinence to a certain age group. So at some point, the couple is not going to be able to procreate, and sex is, abstinence is still not accepted amongst those who can't procreate. So then I guess the question then is our view about sexuality, I mean, or our view about intimacy or physical intimacy. Um, I, I just want to add that we want to, it would be good if we focus on the actual Intimacy, that's something that parents can teach without actually talking about sex, I'm wondering. And then um, the brother mentioned 
the passport bros and the problem with the aggression of black women in America. And my heart skipped a beat because um, I remember being taught the philosophy of go to college, get a good job. I was, I was told, wait till you get married to have sex. But what really was driven in to me to go to college, get a good job, and don't depend on a man for nothing. That concept, that teaching was from a place of fear. I could see the fear in her eyes. I didn't understand what it meant and interpret it, but I know that it was from a place of fear. And just not knowing what the fear, what was she afraid of, my my mind communicated or, I mean, uh, uh, concluded that there's something to be feared in having an intimate relationship with our black men. And so there are a lot of us women who have shirked the responsibility of being in harmony with black men for the intimacy of having a career. And we were taught that. That came from, where did she get that fear? Fear of being abused, fear of being neglected, fear of of, of just, and, and, and that's one section of where our men are. We, we have some men we don't want to mate with because they're not uh, suitable mates physically, mentally, financially, or what may have you. And then a lot of our men, we are not available because they are incarcerated or they're just not physically available. And then we have some men who have indoctrinated themselves or accepted that they do not want to mate with women. And so I, I, the, the, the problem I had with the passport bros is when they, when I followed them out to where they were going, they treated the women in those other countries horribly. They treated the interaction with those women transactional, like I will give you this money and you will give me your time, and I and and that's that's kind of where we are right now, where we are seeing the relationship between man and woman transactional, and I wonder where we get that from. I, I think that the teaching on sexuality from the media, from the television, from the radio, from all of that exposure. Uh, we need to just curtail it and, or maybe get in front of it, get ahead of it, show our children a better way of experiencing intimacy. And um, as the women are getting, or well, I'm speaking on the uh, aggression of our women, if I've had to take care of myself and I've had to fight the the aggressions of the world in business, and as black women, we do. We don't get respect. I have, I don't get respect in my business. I have to, um, I have to behave in a, or react or, or it, and be in a certain way where I don't raise certain stereotypes and I don't waste time trying to explain that I have a reason to be in the space that I'm in. So those, are, these are some of the, some of the things that lend to why we might be more aggressive. Because we are we're providing, and then here's another thing: as a single parent, someone said to me that single parenting is a mental disorder, and I got to thinking, why would someone say that? Um, and she explained to me that when she was a single parent, um, the fear of someone harming her child was so intense that she would rather not even put herself in a in a position 
to be in a relationship, and then she did not have the mind space to culture, I mean, to cultivate a relationship as she was struggling or as she was running out for money to feed and maintain her children. So there was a place in her mind that it was left un, um, what's the word? Un, unattended, the place where um, there's a place where fear was and there was and, and healing did not happen. So the fear of someone abusing her child or someone abusing her um, was just too much for her to even think about being in a harmonious relationship with the brother. It was just easier to go to work, and it was just and it was just easier to please uh, the corporation because the, their expectations are clear. Um, but at what cost, though? There's a lot of cost. There's a lot of uh, ex- uh, exchange that we give up in in that, and that's why the sister said there's some mental illness. Not that it's a mental illness in the mind that isn't isn't really calculating things properly. Because sure, a harmonious relationship with a brother would have eased her, um, um, would have eased the the burden of, of being a financial provider. I know that I've said a lot, but in a way, but uh, in a nutshell, I mean, the the, the society as a whole has, has, has birthed the black woman that we have today, and running from us is kind of like blaming the victim for being a victim. We, we had to do what we were doing right now to survive, and we've done a great job with the most educated people in this country, and we're, we're the most successful. Yes. Outside of our family, we outside in the world, we are the most successful. Partner with us. We're not going to leave you behind. But we don't want our brothers leaving. And then we are less likely to marry outside of our race. So we're waiting for you still. Mm. And, and that's that. Stop right there. Um, we haven't left. We, we, we're waiting for our brothers. And um, I mean, that's it. I'll stop right there. But you know, uh... Sister Karima, what you have described is, in fact, the reaction that women have had to an abusive experience. And what Kareem talked about earlier is men being misguided to more or less misuse women. So now we're reacting to that treatment with our yes. distrust. And that's why there's no intimacy in terms of a trust-loving relationship when we have memories of being hurt. And so for every action is an equal and opposite reaction. Absolutely. And this is what has to be repaired. The trust has to be repaired because the teaching has to be repaired. How are we identifying ourselves? We are souls. We are an expression of the divine, all of us. And unless we first learn that from the very roots of our teaching as a human being, that all of us, are expressions of God, all of us. And we're here to co-create. We're here to interact. We're here to cooperate. We're here to love. Unless we identify who and what we are, 
as beings and learn empathy and compassion for each other at the root of our teaching about life, then we're going to abuse each other or look for somebody who's going to take abuse. Like you pointed out, a lot of men have this idea that, you know, a woman is somebody who serves me. Well, we serve each other. But if the thought is I need somebody who's been beaten into submission, that's still abuse. Even though you might find someone who's been conditioned to take abuse, is that healthy for a soul to either be the abused or the abuser? What is what is that? And I don't have the exact name of the verse, but I remember it's in the Holy Quran. It's a uh, it's a sin to oppress and a sin to be oppressed. What does that mean? You're not supposed to be abused, and you're neither supposed to abuse another. We're not supposed to take it. And you can have a harmonious male-female relationship without someone being beaten into submission. Anytime you want to take someone and make them into a servant, a slave, someone who doesn't aspire to their own aspirations or is just here to serve us, that's not godly. That's not an expression of the divine. And this is why slavery didn't work. And this is why we're still bearing the scars from that institution of some people wanting to create out of a human being someone who did not have the power to live for themselves but instead had to live in service to another. That's not a balanced relationship. That's not a loving, intimate relationship. That's not a partnership. So we actually have to learn how to become those loving intimate partners that are co-creating where there's mutual respect and trust. We have to learn that. We can't go back to the way it was because the way it was was never correct. We have to create something new based on a higher consciousness of who we are as expressions of God that are here on earth to experience the love and the joy and the peace that we can create. We can learn from the past in order to correct the mistakes of the past. But what we did in the past is what created our present, which is totally destructive. So how do we learn how to love if what we've been taught is how to exploit? We have to change how we are taught about who we are as beings that are expressions of God and all that is. And can I add one more thing before I go? Absolutely. The black family we recognize is under spiritual attack. So as the sister advances in knowledge and understanding and finance, and finance, um, and she's doing what a mother should do, and it's saddening to me that we consider this behavior or her actions as masculine or 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 aggressive. Um, yeah, we have some women who are aggressive. They don't understand how to process their fear and their trauma and have not healed. Um, but for the most part, we're doing amazing things. And so it seems it seems um, almost, I mean, forgive me, um, it's going to be hard. It's a hard, it's a hard um, um, road that we're traveling right now to reunite 
dub our black uh, mothers and fathers or husbands and wives. That's a hard road. There's a lot of undoing and unlearning and unpacking and healing that we have to go through in order for this 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 reunion uh, to take place. But rest assured, we're not going anywhere as black women. We The statistics say we're here and we're waiting, but we're going to continue to advance as we're waiting for our brothers to mature and, and can and, and meet us um, where we are. We haven't given up, but do rest assured. But I do see that there is not just a physical attack, a social attack, emotional attack, but also um, um, this attack against us to not even be together, to not be together. Because if we can represent ourselves and our family as amazing as we can without a husband, how much more can we do if we have the right partner? There is no stopping us. There's no stopping us. I just wanted to add that. No stop right there. Absolutely. Well, as you pointed out, aggression is a response to fear. Anytime somebody is aggressive, they're reacting to a perceived threat. So how can we have a loving relationship when there is no trust, when there's fear? And then men also have a fear, the reason why they are aggressive. What are they fearing that the woman is going to do? Men fear that women are going to humiliate them in some way. Women fear that men are going to humiliate them in some way. And women have that added fear of, physical repression, economic repression, because that's what has happened. So we have a lot of scars. We have a lot of scars, and we're responding to a lot of wounds that have not healed. And it all comes down to us being able to see what love and harmony looks like. And many of us, if we've grown up in single-parent homes, we haven't seen what that looks like. We've seen one person struggle and, and pay bills and maybe another person be absent. And so whether it's a, a male that grows up in that kind of household or a female that grows up in that kind of household, you're not going to be able to reproduce a loving partnership if you haven't seen it somewhere and seen how it works. And the fact that nobody is, is dominating anybody in a sense of beating someone into submission. You serve each other out of love for each other. It's, it's a willing thing. It's not, it's not something that's forced or based on denial of education or denial of knowledge. There was a belief that if you got women educated, then they would not be able to be controlled. Well, you don't need to control anybody. If we, if we have the right understanding of why we're here, that we're here for the partnership, and, and L.A. was speaking earlier about families in the Amish community where you're learning to develop skills that you're going to contribute to the community. If you already know that this is your role and you're lovingly serving those who are in your family and community, no one needs to beat anybody into submission. Love is something that's given willingly. And Brother Green was talking about nature. If you just look at the animal kingdom and you look at the way families are formed and you look at the way families co- cooperate and work together and interact 
it's a natural thing because your individual survival is based on the collective survival. So when you, I mean, you can look at an ant colony and gain great wisdom. Everybody does their share for the whole and everybody helps in the collective good. So the first mindset that we have to create is an understanding that we are part of the collective, the collective family of earth. And as male and female, there's a partnership that comes with the nurturing of the earth and each other and all life. That has to be at the foundation, not anybody's economic system or any other artificial thing, but what is the natural way that we have been placed on this planet and all that it provides us. We're absolutely free. But our first thing is to understand how to express love, and love means the desire for the well-being of others. So that has to be at the foundation of what we teach our children, which means it's anything that's not love should not be reproduced. And anything that's not love is not an expression of the creator. It's our own distortion. So some of our belief systems, some of our ways that we've been taught about sexuality is incorrect because it's not based on love. It's based on fear. When you have knowledge, then you don't live out of fear. You make decisions based on knowledge. How many of us, like you say, you told don't get don't don't have sex until you're married and don't get pregnant out of wedlock or you know or you you get sent away and shamed and all of that. Well, if you understood that there's a time that your body's going to go through a transformation and preparing you for a very joyous union in which you're opening the gate for a soul to come through you and have this life experience, but you make that choice based on wisdom. And if you teach this in a way that doesn't involve shame, blame, guilt, or fear, then you can produce a child who makes a correct decision when they get to be of reproduction age because they'll understand part of that decision is also, just like animals of every species understand, the decision that I'm making is contributing to the whole of the well-being of the community. So I'll understand that I'm looking for someone who I'm in harmony with and we have a collective vision of what we like to achieve and we work together. It's a simple thing and yet we've made it complicated because we've injected incorrect understanding. We've got another caller on the line. We're going to take a call before we take a break. And if you've got a caller on your line, Brother Cream, let us know. We'll certainly open their mic. Area code seven seven three four five zero. And we'll come to your we'll come to your caller after this. Seven seven three four five zero. Give I us your name. I'm sorry. You say you say you have a you have you have a caller. You got two callers. What yes, was that? I have one here. Okay. All right. Well, we, all right. We'll hold on. Welcome to the right. female solution. Well, well, hold on. Let, let's take that caller right after this one because we might have to uh, take a break first, and then we'll do one. I'm going to make sure I give him enough time to speak. Seven seven three four five zero. Go right ahead. Yes. Good morning. Grand rising. 
Good morning, hallelujah, greetings, and assalamu alaikum to the brothers and the sisters. Yeah, Yeah. Yeah, what's interesting to me is this, you know, I wonder, first of all, why we don't stop everything and start to look at things from a conscious point of view. It's like I teach the young men, you can't even deal with no girl. If you don't know who you are, how are you going to even build a family? You start with who you are, find out what gifts and talents you have, and what your purpose on this planet is. Once you figure that out, you can begin going in the direction, and people that are supposed to be helping you work this plan out are going to be showing up in your life along your pathway. But if you're following a society that was built off slavery and oppression, and what they tell you to do, that's all mixed up. We live a society full of I, me, and mine, and I got more going than you, and competition does not work. That's why you got these families that fight each other and children that are not even being loved. How are you going to love somebody and you don't even know who you are? But society says leap into this relationship because you got to have a boyfriend, you got to have a girlfriend, you got to have sex, and you ain't got to have nothing going if you're going to just jump out there and do what other people tell you to do. You need to start a new paradigm with your generation different than what was messed up beforehand. It doesn't matter the, the ability of your parents. They did the best they can do. What are you going to do new? So we have to change our consciousness and stop following what we see. I mean, it's just too much electronica out here to even think straight. I have to cut the stuff out and go out in nature for a few hours just to get some balance. We live in a universal situation. This isn't a, 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 a pitted situation with creatures fighting each other. Last time I checked it, I always asked the question, who are you really auditioning for every day? I thought we were creatures auditioning for our creator. I didn't know we were auditioning for each other. I can't give you breath. I don't care how much I say I love you. I can't control that. What am I doing following a creature? That's backwards thinking. You put here with a purpose, you should have connected with your creator and had that conversation. You would be doing the things that you're supposed to be doing so you can get ahead. How you going to get ahead without any universal good? We cannot survive if we don't go through a we, us, and our process. It doesn't matter how much education you got, how much money you got, none of that. What can you do to help society? You, with all that you got, should be helping the people on the ground. But no, they teach you you got so much going, you can be riding past everybody in your tenant windows and you ain't got nothing to do with nothing. That is a problem. The last piece is this, people define us. And you find welfare mother and gangbanger. These are cousins and nieces and nephews. Why are they get names so they can be locked into gangster rap and all this foolishness? Who came up with that and why are we following what they keep telling us to do? When are we going to create a new paradigm that's separate from what the oppressor has given us? I mean, you think about it in, in history. Why do you think Adam Elijah Muhammad came up with the whole concept of Islam and something for our people that was separate from what they was chasing, even if he called them the devil or, or, or whatever. They was chasing the wrong move. And we needed that to pause and stop. Hey, really, are we really doing what we think we should do? I mean, I got my own personal experience. You go to school, you get your education, you're so scholarly. Oh, I'm going to get this job. They look at your face and say, we ain't giving you nothing. You go in there and get, have great talent and show great skills. You get rewarded. No, they throw some 
some urine in your face because they don't want you to be the target cat. So society in America is kind of interesting. But I love it because it teaches you to be independent. And when you're independent, you can control anything. You don't even need their money. You can do more with your consciousness and your talents when you put them together than you can do anything. If we just took 10 people and developed talents and gifts together and did a group thing, we would change the whole block, if not the whole portion of town. Let's do something more than that. When we start acting on that, watch you to give us a blessing and watch us move forward as a group. Because if you think about our people, there's a big change. That black woman won that award for the first time. She said, I did this for my people, for my race. She was interested in doing something for the whole, not just for herself, whatever happened to that. Well, now I got my billions of dollars, forget y'all. And so now they're using the trick against us today. They're bringing in migrants from other cities to take us over. We're sitting around and looking like, who's taking our job? We better do something different, I'm telling y'all. Change your consciousness, change your vibe. Yeah, do something different. Start something different. That's why I told you, a handful of black folks, a hundred of us, males and females, can earn a million dollars every few months just putting a hundred dollars a week together, working as a collective. We can build stuff, we can create stuff. We have all those talents and gifts combined. They would be scared of us. Let's do that. That's why if you look at history, every time we've had traction, they wiped out our leaders. Every one of them. Fred Hampton, Dr. King, Malcolm X, Mecca Evans. Name them down the line. They would wipe out Prince and Michael Jackson. Anybody that's doing something beyond it, wipe them out. Why are we allowing them to wipe out what matters to us? We ought to pay attention and create our own institutions. Lastly, they still don't teach the true black history in school. So if you really want to know some truth, you better be looking for it yourself. And stop listening to TV and all these other mediums that are marketed to tell you to take a vaccine shot that don't even exist and got all these people following behind it. When are you going to have your own independent mind, y'all? Whatever happened? I thought we were the ones in power. How did they become in power? You 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 have to overcome fear in order to create a new thought. But what and you, you know said how you get rid is of fear. You've got to have a greater love. Absolutely. The greater love. love. Is That's why I can go down the, the street and walk in any neighborhood with the worst of people and walk up to them and offer them some encouragement while everybody else is too scared to even touch it. Because they're human beings. Yeah. I can at least walk up to you and say, you know, things are going to be all right. Yeah. I have to. Because I'm part of and them. You, and you, and you I find can't out live on this planet and ignore people. Absolutely. Afraid of what? Our own people for what? I walk down the street with the gang group, so what? I know them. I'll talk to anybody. I ain't afraid of nobody. Matter of fact, I stop and tell them why you doing stand on the corner. Why ain't y'all doing something using some talents and gifts? And if you don't know something, you should be learning from somebody that does know. Let's do Absolutely. something different, y'all. That's going to change the paradigm, but you have to do it. Let's stuff. do something different. That's, you're absolutely yes, right. Ma'am. We got to take a break now. We're doing it. Thank you. Absolutely. And we thank you so much. And that's what this is about, doing something different, a new thought. We're going to come back, and we'll take that caller on the AM 360 line after this. And if you're listening online and want to join this conversation, give us a call, 515-605-9325, and press 1 when you're ready to speak. We want to share with you a thought that will be the foundation of the New Earth Homeschool Academy online. 
as we prepare for our first course in Parenting with Peace, how do we create that new thought? Well, we first have to recognize that the old thoughts were incorrect. But we learn from our experiences. That's how we become wiser so that we can create You know, Naima, yeah. you, you, you know, very briefly, uh, yeah. uh, we, we, you know, we, the old way, we don't have to create nothing new. Just return back to, to the old way. We had more unity in and after slavery. The slave went in search of family members that had been sold mm-hmm. from the area that they lived. They were, many of them walked to go and retrieve a, a, a wife, a son, a daughter. Uh, our marriages were numerous all the way up to the 1950s. We had solid families. We had marriages. <laughs> So this is a, is when when uh, we we have to return, not create. We we don't have to create something new. Just return back to the original, and that has to be defined. But I'm only saying that this isn't uh, something uh, uh, that has all that. that yeah, I think we we somewhat blame slavery for a lot of our ills today. Now, yes, so, yeah, yes, many of us do carry the scars, but look at how life was just after slavery. Families stuck together, and, and we as a race, we were more united in slavery than we are now. Why? Because we shared the same circumstance, the same situation. Then materialism set in, and they laid crumbs that led us away from the unity of the family. I'll stop right there. We, we, we just have to return back to the original form, the original nature. We don't have to create something new. It's right inside of us. I'll stop right there, my sister. Yes, yes. We must discover that which is already inside of us. I think I have the wrong name up here. We'll be right back after this quick break. And if you're listening online and want to join this conversation, give us a call, 515-605-9325 or 515-605-9891 and press 1. We know you have a thought you'd like to share. We've got a call on the line. We'll be right back. So, Hi, I'm Naima Latif, and if you're watching this, that means you're one of the 4.6 billion people from around the world who are using an electronic device to talk to people. In these times, people are using the Internet to talk to everybody, friends, neighbors, family members, coworkers. People are on their cell phones and computers all day long. Now, if you're in business, that is great news. That means you can sell your products and services all day long and never have to leave your home. All you need is a media connection, somebody to connect you to an audience, 
And that's what I'm talking to you today. We produce programs, and our audience members are people who shop. They buy clothes, food, beauty supplies, cleaning supplies, home repair, transportation services, child care services, whatever you're selling, they need to buy. We're your media connection. Just follow this link. Tomorrow, you can sit back and relax at home while your business is making you money. The Female Solution Global Radio TV Show invites you to an invigorating conversation with our team of hosts Monday through Friday, 7 a.m. to 9 a.m. Central Time. Start your week with Monday Morning Mindfulness with Zelda Speaks. Tuesdays, Self-Care with Jody Susan. Wednesdays, Repairing Broken Families with Naima Latif and co-host Karim Hamid. Thursdays, Soulful Solutions with Dr. Debbie Green. And Fridays, Health and Well-Being with Beata. Saturdays, tune in 12 noon to 2 p.m. Central Time. First Saturday, Success Strategies with Jana. Second Saturday, Wendy Williams Esquire on Relationships. Third Saturday, Move Around with Deborah. And fourth Saturday, Wisdom with Mama D. Join us Sundays, 7 p.m. to 9 p.m. Central Time for Soul Purpose Healing with Beata. Call in and comment 515-605-9325. Press 1 to speak to the host and be a part of the solution. back you're listening to and watching the female solution global radio tv show i'm naima latif along with our co-host kareem hamid and our american muslim 360 family and you who are adding to the wisdom of the hour as we ask the question what is the healthiest way to teach children about sexuality we are recovering from much of our misunderstanding the way we learn about life will determine how we function in life our new earth homeschool academy is designed to teach children to think differently because they are here for a special task to create a new earth not to reproduce what we have, but to learn from what we've done so that the mistakes of the past can be corrected and not repeated. Our children in this school are being prepared to see life differently, to analyze what was and recognize what is harmful and What is helpful? If we look at nature and see that nature is created along the principles of unity, of one interlocking 
system, then all that we create must follow that principle. Oneness. Oneness. We're all part of the one. So this is the first thing that our children will be taught as they come into the world, which means parents must understand the concept before they begin the process of reproduction. We are joining together as one to continue the expression of the one. So what is our purpose? And when we are able to understand that as individuals, then we're ready for that great task of bringing forth another expression, another unique expression of the one, the one life force energy of creation we call God. So we want to share with you some thoughts. But first, uh, before we bring in the information from the book, Conversations with God. We want to take that caller that's on the line uh, on American Muslim 360 channel. Uh, if you'd like to open that mic. Yes, Eric code 312833. Welcome to the female solution. We are in Yashalom. We don't die, we multiply. Black power forever and black is beautiful as you are. Uh, Sister Naima Latif, and thank God for the female solution. And I am that I am. My sisters keep. I believe our connection. And the greatest is love inside of your own heart, Brother Kareem, and you know it. See, uh, the word of God says none but the pure in the heart is going to see God. So we definitely have to change that to the reality of God, and God is love, and love is the greatest. I remember Mayor Washington said we must plump the whole community. So we are plumping it up in peace, love, unity, marketing people, and that's in the acronym my name, and we are doing it through King 23, uh, which is another acronym, together everyone achieves more. The key word is together. Everyone achieves much. Together, everyone achieves money. Together, everyone achieves millions. Together, everyone achieves miracles. And Brother Pump don't work no miracles, man, y'all. All praise is due to Allah for the most honorable. And thank you, Brother Obadiah, for mentioning the honorable Elijah Muhammad. We got to go into do for self. We got to. We got to organize ourselves and people and money uh, that we might be free, uh, that we might have freedom, justice, equality, and economics and, and reality. See, I, I, I remember uh, in reading uh, in, in chapter 4 in First uh, John, it says, there is no fear in love, but perfect love casts out fear, because fear has torment. He that fear is not made perfect in love. We love him because he first loved us. 
And that's referred to Yahshua, the Lord of the world, who most know as Jesus Christ, Yahweh and Yahweh. It must be we, us, and our family. And if a man say, I love God and hateth his brother, he is a liar. For he that loveth not his brother, whom he has seen, how can he love God, who has not, he has not seen, and his commandments have we from him, that he who loveth God is his brother also. So I am my brother's keeper, and I'm so glad that we can promote uh, uh, the Hale Washington Foundation is a continuation of the way we were. Remember, uh, uh, Brother Kareem, the way we were, you know. You see, back in the day, we had the song called uh, Brothers Gonna Work It Out. But see, reality hits us like this, Brother Obadiah. Uh, men, women, and children is going to work it out. So it's going to take us all to work it out. And I remember updated what the uh, new mayor in the city of Chicago said, Brandon Johnson, that it's enough for everybody. And, and, and Allah created this earth and the whole universe. So there's enough for everybody, black, white, brown, black, white, red, brown, and yellow. Nobody got to perish, as the Honorable Minister Farrakhan says, and, and everybody uh, have to promote love because that is the greatest experience that anyone can experience in life. So we're going to be uh, meeting again tomorrow at the Lake Grove Village, and it takes a village to raise one child, and no one can raise a kid. We got to get rid of that kid word. That kid word is is a violent word. It creates us to be other than ourselves, to be acting like a four-legged beast, a rebellious beast against God, which is a baby goat. So we have to be human beings. And we have to lead by example. Lead by example is is in truth. You see, heaven and hell, that also says in the word uh, that heaven and hell will pass away before my word. So we got to go back to the word of God. We got to live in the truth. And in the truth is what Jesus Christ, the Lord of lords and King of kings, said, you should know the truth. And the truth shall set you free. So anybody Absolutely. can get in touch with me at 312-833-0475. This is my new number, uh, Sister Naima. Uh, we well, got thank you so much for your thank you so much for your Wednesday morning sermon. sermon. <laughs> we appreciate you, Minister Plum. <laughs> yes, we do. Brother Kareem and Overdyne, Sister Naima Latif, you know what I mean? And the female solution, we got to come together. Absolutely. One for one and one for all. Unity in the community is for us all. Thank you so very much. (laughs) We appreciate you. And and one last uh, thing before before we go. I wanted to share a few words, and let me see if I can... uh, Make sure this is one of the video programs that John Hagelin made about all of this, which ends with this quote. 
There is far more evidence that group meditation can turn off war like a light switch than there is evidence that aspirin reduces headache pain. There you have it. Tell everyone you know and have them tell everyone they know. Metaphysics works. It's the linchpin of the universe. And highly evolved beings know this. Chapter 22. Okay, thank you. That completes the overview of that list, and I, I found it very, very, very instructive. Uh, now, this is from the book Conversations with God, Book 4, Awaken the Species. And one of the things that was stated is that our collective mind has power. So what we think as a group, and, you know, Obadiah mentioned this, you know, the small group of people can have an impact. But one of the most powerful things we can do is have a belief that we are creating that which we desire to see. If we get stuck on being upset about the past and angry about the past and wanting somebody to pay for what they did that hurt us, we're not going to be able to create. We're not going to be able to manifest the world we want to live in. So our first thought here on the female solution is to begin to create the collective mind and to visualize the world we want to live in. That's the beginning of creation. So what we can envision are the harmonious, loving relationships between men and women and between parents and children that produce a loving society in which we share so we don't have to worry about poverty. Who you have called the masters. We don't have to worry about poverty. We don't have to worry about suffering. We're choosing to create that society. So just a few words on that and how that mindset can make a difference. I do think, as I said, that our exploration of item number 10, however, the observation about death there, does deserve some further expansion. Item 10, again. Thank you. An awakened species would never, under any circumstances, terminate the current physical expression of another sentient being unless asked directly by this other being to do so. Humans in an unawakened state often kill other humans without that other human requesting them to. And this is not a subject I feel we can go over lightly. And I understand now how, if we can much better use the power of metaphysics to deal with illness and other events, this could have a relationship to film death. But, but were you telling me that if I am murdered or killed in an accident by a reckless driver, you know, whatever, that I've died because I chose to? Why would any soul choose to die? The answer is as varied as there are souls in the universe. But you can be assured that each death serves the purpose of every soul in that moment, or it would not occur. What about those of us left behind, mourning the loss? Did they take that into account? They surely did. They have taken everything into account. And they do their very best to ease your pain of loss by helping you understand and experience they have actually not died, but simply celebrated their continuation day. What do you mean experience? We can experience that they're still alive? Many people already know what I mean. If anyone close has celebrated their continuation day, past anecdotal evidence reveals that those who have passed on 
have found ways to make it clear to their surviving loved ones that they are still alive. Gosh, this dialogue is getting more and more out there. Actually, it's getting more and more in there. It's moving more and more into what you already know, deep within. You just may not have been able to fully or openly embrace, given the current cultural story of your very young species. Putting this all together, then, I guess it wouldn't matter if aliens from other planets attacked us. If we didn't choose to die, we wouldn't and couldn't. No. You would create a manner and a means by which that would not be possible. Such as, for instance, something or someone intervening. Ah, I see. The intervention of highly evolved beings from another dimension, for instance. For instance. And this energy signature of what the soul chooses, or what you would call the superconscious will, works for you individually as well. If, as an individual, you have not chosen at a superconscious level to leave your physical form, you will not. One of the concepts that we wish to reiterate in the New Earth Homeschool Academy is the fact that all of us are eternal beings. And anyone coming through us because of the act of sexual intimacy is an eternal being choosing to have this experience. And so our responsibility is to prepare ourselves so that they have the best experience and understanding that we as adults who are capable of this physical expression that brings forth life have a responsibility to the whole because we are creating the world's future with that very act. So understanding that it's not just one person having a temporary feeling, we're shaping the world every time we engage in that act. So understanding this, having a deeper understanding about this, changes the way we teach about it, changes the way we respond to it, and changes the way we prepare for it because we see ourselves as eternal beings. And this is the first thing that every child needs to be taught so that they understand who and what they are and why they're here and that they're here to cooperate with all of the other eternal beings. So we'll talk more about that as we continue on, and I think we've got a caller from 773-737. we got about 30 seconds before we go. Go right ahead. Well, hallelujah, greetings. Uh, with the, um, the six weeks, if we want to have, we've got to know our purpose for being here. You're here that we might have light and have it more abundantly. And so, in order to have life, you need respect for honoring mothers and fathers and respect for marriage. Abortion takes away, the violence of abortion takes away life. So we've got to take a stand to know what it's all about, life, an inalienable right to life. And we've got to stop with that violence of abortion. The core mm. of families is living egg, living sperm, and what the egg and the sperm put together called living soul. All right. Well, thank you, Mama D. We appreciate your wisdom. And once again, once we teach that we are eternal souls, 
then we'll understand that it's a thing. Come to the end of our show today, but you can hear every show in the archives at www.blogtalkradio.com forward slash the dash female dash solution. You can also hear today's show on the Female Solution Facebook page. Go to www.facebook.com slash the female solution. Leave your comments about today's show. You can always reach me on my website at www.naimalatif.com. That's www.naimahlatif.com. Watch our TV shows, listen to our radio shows, order our books, and be sure to get your copy of the book, The Female Solution. On behalf of our team of radio hosts, I'd like to thank all of you who participated in today's discussion. And to our global family listening from all around the world, we say thank you. To our family in China, Sheshe, India, Zanyaba, Japan, Arigato, Korea, Kamsamida, Russia, Spasiba, Germany, Danke, Poland, John Cunyon, France, Merci. Spain, gracias. Italy, grazie. Egypt, shukran. Ghana, medasi. Nigeria, eshe. South Africa, ngiabonga. Senegal, jaret. Kenya, asante. Israel, toda. Pakistan, shukriya. Afghanistan, Tashakor, Saudi Arabia, Shukran. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuhu. Thank you, and may peace be upon you and the mercy of God and God's blessings.